0: Hey everyone, welcome to the Work Friends Podcast, where we bring meaningful conversations to you. I'm Jim Brubaker, and I'm here with my co host, work, and real friend, Ainsley Stanley. This season on the podcast, we're chatting with some of our other work friends from across our country who are a part of the Youth Unlimited YFC family. We'll hear their stories, why they do what they do, and how they're furthering God's kingdom in Canada. So make a latte, go for a walk, do whatever you need to do and enjoy today's episode.
1: Today on the podcast, we're chatting with Ashley Stromenberg, who is the International Volunteer Programs Coordinator with YFC Canada. Uh, she basically runs an international volunteer, sending people to different YFC chapters all across the world. She's a really amazing story about just finding God's calling and invitation on your life, how to discern His will, and just, yeah, how to relieve the pressure of all those things. It is an amazing conversation. We hope you find it helpful. Enjoy.
0: welcome. Hey. we so <laughs> excited to have you here. Glad to be here. Yes. Mm-hmm. So we're just going to start off with some fun facts for people to kind of get to know you a little bit better. Okay, I'm ready. Where did you grow up?
2: I grew up in Cambridge, Ontario, oh. but I was actually born in St. John, New Brunswick.
1: Oh, really? really? Yeah, fun <gasps>
0: fact, wow. East
1: Coaster. I was okay. just there this summer. Yeah. My brother moved there, along oh. with apparently a bunch of people from Ontario. <laughs>
2: Usually it's the other way around.
1: Usually <laughs> they all move here. <laughs> <laughs>
0: oh, that's sweet. What is your biggest pet peeve? Um
2: that's a hard one. I feel like I have a lot of pet peeves that <laughs> I'm only reminded of like in the moment yes. when you're like, This is so annoying. Um, but the sheets coming out of the bed, being like all <laughs> wrinkled around <laughs> your feet. That's <laughs> yes. a pet peeve.
1: Ooh. <laughs> For Um, that reason, I don't use a top sheet or like the fitted sheet when it like pops Mm. off the
2: corners. You know, it Mm -hmm. doesn't fit well.
1: Yeah, that's a pet peeve.
2: (laughs) (laughs) What is your most favorite beverage? Um, it depends on like the beverage category. Any, like of like ultimate favorite beverage? Mm -hmm. That's too hard. I don't think. I give some categories. Okay um favorite coffee caramel macchiato okay. oh yep favorite pop dr pepper oh favorite can i do alcoholic beverages on this podcast we, <laughs> are we are allowed gin and tonic or red wine mm, mm. nice yeah what is your ideal day <laughs> Um, April 24th. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. You get it. You get it. Oh, uh, you just need a light jacket. But, um, (laughs) I love that
0: so much. (laughs) My (laughs)
2: ideal day, um, just like hanging out with friends and like, like no big plans. Just like Mm. a chill day. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Good snack. Good good coffee. Good drink.
0: Good friends. Mm -hmm. Good food. Love it. Um, Where's the best place you've been to? Uh,
2: Oh, again, like I need a category. Like I can't say the best of all, like the best. Or top three. Okay. If that makes it easier. Um, Italy. Oh, yeah. Colombia. And... Oh, gosh, this is hard. And I think France. Mm. I was only there for like 24 hours and we went <laughs> to Paris and mm. we were doing like a Europe trip. And I was like, we don't even need to do Paris. Paris is overrated. Mm. Like the Eiffel Tower, like that's it. Like who cares? Whatever. And we went and I like ate my words. I was like, <laughs> this is so <laughs> amazing. <laughs> Paris is so magical. Like I want to stay here forever. But we were there for 24 hours. So I would definitely go back because I think that that. It mm. has a certain, there's just something special. I uh, can't deny it. Paris I tried, is on my but. Bucket list. Yeah. You need more than 24 hours. Okay, <laughs> to know, to we'll know. plan for that.
0: <laughs> if you weren't working at Youth Unlimited YFC, what would you be doing? Oh my gosh, guys, these are such hard questions. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and we're just starting. <laughs> there, there are so there. many
2: possibilities. I feel mm. like uh, it depends on like my whole life trajectory too. I don't know. I think I would still end up doing something similar because I feel like the gifts and skills God's gave me like probably would end up in the same place. But if I was doing something completely different, um I could have been a vet. Mm. Considered that. Um I could have, I don't know, like just done something fun and random, like I actually, okay, this is the job that I've always wanted my entire life. Like I know is not going to happen, but if I really had to pick another life, this would be it is a food taste tester <gasps> like oh. a food blogger like I just want to eat food and talk yeah. about it like that's like a restaurant reviewer yeah or like oh an ice cream God. flavor taste tester <gasps> like who is the person at Ben and Jerry's who sits down oh and is like goodness. yes this flavor tastes good like mm-hmm. I want to be that person mm. but it's not going to happen so <laughs> Ben and
1: Jerry's if you're listening if you're listening Ben and Jerry's Tim Coles,
0: if you're listening can we make an opportunity happen to serve <laughs> why we your passion I love it I would join you in that I freaking love ice cream. Oh, yeah. um, well, aside from those fun facts, tell <laughs> us about yourself.
2: Oh, well, I feel like that's a good summary, but <laughs> I'm Ashley. Mm.
0: Um, I work for
2: Youth for Christ in the national office. Um, I'm married. My husband, Mark, works for the Youth for Christ Guelph team. Um, I don't know. What else do you guys want to know? I have a dog. <gasps> what's, what's your, your dog's name? name? Her name is Rory. Cute. Cute. Yeah. That's, I have a cat too, but I always forget about my cat. <laughs> I
0: feel like most people do. Yeah. Oh yeah, that <laughs> pet. Yeah.
1: <laughs> oh, amazing! I love that. I love that you have a cat and a forgotten or a forgotten cat and a loved dog. That's good. Um, so we're going to get into some fun questions. If you thought those were hard, we're just coming at you <laughs> okay, with them. <laughs> we don't like to ask easy questions here on the podcast. So, um, yeah, we are very excited to talk to you a little bit about your job at YFC, as well as just some of the things you're passionate about. Like one of the things we mentioned was, you know, this question of like, what do I want to do with my life? Or, you know, what do I love to do? And what is God calling to me to And all of those questions that are like the most fun. And I mean, even thinking about Working for Youth for Christ and asking that of youth, and I find myself asking youth all the time, like, "Oh, like, do you know what you want to do after high school or next year or this or that?" Knowing full well that I feel terrible. I know, what a horrible <laughs>
2: question to ask a sixteen-year-old. It's, it's a horrible
1: <laughs> question that I hated being asked. Yeah, that I ask yeah. all the time. Oh, totally. Yeah, <laughs> so true. Um, what pressure did you, or maybe you still, maybe currently, experience as you were figuring out what you wanted to do with your life? I didn't feel a lot of pressure. Um, because I felt
2: like I, I had it figured out (laughs) at 17, which is so naive to think you have anything figured out at really any stage of your life. But I was confident that I was not called to ministry. And so I was good to go. I could just do whatever else I wanted. So there wasn't a lot of pressure because it was like, oh, like you can do anything. You know what you're not doing. So like, you're, you're good to go, which is so funny looking back now uh, on it. But at the time, I I didn't really feel um, super pressured to figure it out because I I thought I already had it figured out. If that makes
0: sense, mm. can kind of relate. It is so I think God has a great sense of humor. Oh in all those yeah, because <laughs> even you saying that, yeah, I knew I was going to be a ministry. Where you now, you're working in ministry. Like that's funny. <laughs> yeah, it's a it's a good uh, joke. <laughs> yeah. Now looking back on it, I'm sure in the moments like ah. Okay, so obviously you said that ministry was something that you did not want to do and yet here you are working in working in ministry. Tell us that story.
2: Yes. Um it's a long story, <laughs> but I will it really kind of goes back to that first question of like being in high school and kind of settling on what I wanted to do and where I was going to go. In like grade 11, we were at a youth retreat, like a a youth yeah, a youth retreat. Um, and there was a particular moment, um, kind of, you know, at the Saturday night, like the big, Mm -hmm. like the the peak of the weekend, um, where they were talking about being called. And it was particularly framed in, if you are feeling called by God to become a pastor, then like, we want to give you next steps. Mm. And so for me, I was like, I, I mean, what I had seen, um, what I saw as options for being a pastor for me were youth pastor or worship pastor. That was like pretty much what was modeled for women in ministry and pastoral positions. I was like, I'm definitely not being a worship pastor. Like that's a pretty hard. No. (laughs) Um, I actually, again, ironically, I work for youth for Christ, but like, I don't love working with teenagers. I've come to really love teenagers in this stage of like trying to figure out your life. But I was like, I really don't want to be a youth pastor. Um, so I guess I'm not a pastor, so I guess I'm not called. So that was where I was like, okay, good to go, decided. Like, I can kind of wash my hands of it. Like, I'm not called into ministry, so I'm good to kind of pick whatever else I want to do. And, I mean, no hate on the youth pastor (laughs) at this (laughs) retreat, Um, but it was like the altar call was literally if you're being called to be a pastor, like, come forward. And then they – it was the end of the night, and they kind of framed it of, like, if you – came forward and you were called to be a youth pastor, come over here in this group and we're going to start talking to you about like Bible colleges and options for you. And if you were not called, like just go hang out on the couches and wait Mm. till we're done the conversation. So I was like, okay, like, I mean, I feel a little excluded. Like my two best friends were also very clearly one at that point was being called into worship ministry and one was being called into youth ministry. So I was kind of like the odd man out, but I was, I was fine with it. I was like, that's, that's cool, right? Mm. So I was, um, I think kind of given permission at that point where I felt like I was given permission that I wasn't meant to be a pastor. And so I could kind of just like live my life, you know, still a Christian. So following Jesus, but I was kind of in this like separate class, if you will, of mm. Christians. And I think I, we're coming out of this mindset now, but I think at one point there was really a mindset where like, there's like the average Christian and then there's like the superior, Mm. special, Mm. called Christian, Uh um, those are the ones that, like, you know, work in Africa as missionaries, and those are the ones that are pastors, and those are the ones that are doing all these big, glamorous, like, super Christian things, and those Mm. are the called ones, and then there's, like, the rest of the Christians. So I actually went to school um, and got a science degree. Um, I have a degree in wildlife biology from wow. the University of Guelph. Yeah, it mm. basically means that I have, like, a lot of animal trivia facts. So nice. I'm really great on the trivia <laughs> yes. team if you want a science representative there. <laughs> mm. um, and, I, and that was, like, that was a great decision. I don't regret um, going to university for that. Um, but it, it kind of started... Um, that process for me of of figuring out what I was going to do with my life with a, um, kind of like a a freedom to opt out of Mm. being called, if you will. Um, and then, um, you know, I was in school, um, graduated, um, had a job kind of coming out of university and you're in that, like, now what do I do kind of phase, Um, you're like, well, okay, I have this degree. I have this experience. Like, what do I actually do with it? And Mm. what do I want to do with my life? Mm -hmm. Right. That's where that question comes back up again. And I had, um, a decent job at that time, but I was like, this just doesn't, it just doesn't feel right. Mm. And you know how there's just like something in your spirit that's like, it just feels weird. Like I wish I remember who told me this quote, but somebody said, Jesus may be in your heart, but the Holy spirit is in your gut. Mm-hmm. And you just like, you have that gut feeling. And it's mm-hmm. like the Holy spirit speaking to you or convicting you. But at that time, um, I had a really great group of friends that was in a small group and we were all kind of like walking through different things, um, at this point. And so, I mean, I won't get into, like, all the details, but I was in a stage of my life where I was like, God, I feel like there is something that you want me to do. I don't know what that looks like. I don't know what that means, but I want to figure it out. Mm. And God was like, sweet, but not yet. Mm. (laughs) And I was like, Mm. well, can you just, like, give me hints or, like, let me know, like, and so it was actually a two year process of being in this job that I liked, but wasn't like, wasn't the right fit. No way to on God of like, what is the thing that you want me to do? And really in that time also like, um, kind of, uh, a bit of like self-discovery or just kind of like fleshing out the things of like, these are the things that I am passionate about, you know, not, not like the specifics, but like these are the things that I'm interested in. These are the things that I'm gifted in. Mm. These are the things that like, if I could do anything, I would want to do these things. And with my friends, we actually, I still have it. We like, we had different stuff going on in our lives, but we wrote down kind of this, I guess you could call it like a, uh, like a brainstorming document, I Mm, guess. mm -hmm. And for me, it was like, okay, like if I'm going to do anything, I want it to be this. Or if I'm going to do anything, like I want it to have this piece, or I want to work with these kind of people, or I want to feel this kind of way about what I'm doing. And it was bigger than just a, a job. Like, it wasn't like, you know, I really want to be answering the phones or like, <laughs> I really want to like, it wasn't those specifics. It was mm-hmm. like the, f- the bigger, um, kind of like purpose or like essence of something. And at that point, I still believed that it wasn't ministry. I was like, this is going to be a job in, you know, in the science field where I am still like feeling like I'm able to do these things Mm. of, of God that are, you know, inside of me that I feel like, um, you know, kind of, I guess the desires of my heart really, and the skills that he's given me. Um, but I, I was still in denial about that being ministry. And I was actually at this point in the story, I'm married to Mark and he's working in ministry and, he it was, it was funny because at that time, um, or before we had gotten married, he was like, "You know what? I always had this vision of my life of me and my wife working together in ministry. But you are not in ministry, and so I've, you know, had to let that go and, like, surrender that. And I was like, yeah, you better. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, because that's not me. So, like, if you want a ministry mm. wife, like, go look somewhere else. Like, <laughs> sassy about it. Mm. And God's just sitting there, like,
0: huh, huh,
2: huh. Mm. <laughs> um And so... I don't think that this happens for everybody, but, but for me, there was a, a long process of like God leading up to something and he kept being like, something's coming, something's coming, like prepare yourself. And then it literally, this is the clearest I've ever felt God spoken to me, but Mark was looking at a couple different options to move around in YFC. And he literally, he met with Daryl and he had the job description like printed off and he was like, oh, I met with this guy, Y C named Daryl, and he was telling me about this job. Like, I think I'm kind of interested in it. And he like hands it to me, and God was like, This is it. Like, that's my horrible God voice. <laughs> <laughs> but like, Mark puts mm. it in my lap, and God is like, this, and it's like a mm. big, like flashing like light, and it's like, meow, meow, meow. <laughs> like, this is the thing. And I was like, What? Like, like what? Like, the job is really cool. A lot of these things like totally align with what I was feeling like in that, that I had written down and that idea of what it could be. But like, this isn't like, I'm not called to ministry. Like, you can't just change that. Mm. Like, what is, what is this? So, I mean, obviously I took the job because here I am, (laughs) Yes, (laughs) but it was like, that really changed how I thought about what calling is Mm. and what it means and I just read um, the book, The Call, and it kind of like reaffirmed for me of like, oh, like, yeah, like I was onto something here. But he basically puts forward the idea that there's actually two callings for Christians. The first calling is the absolute same for everybody. And that's a calling to God. Like, that's it. You're just called to be in relationship with God. That's the ultimate calling of everybody. And I think that that's the piece that we kind of like, like alter a little bit like I think we've kind of made calling like a job Mm -hmm. like what are you called to is almost equivalent to like what job are you gonna do Mm -hmm. yeah um instead of being what are you called to you're called to Jesus you're called to relationship with him Mm -hmm. and then the second um I think he calls it like the secondary calling is like a bit more vocational but that still doesn't have to be Um, you know, you're in ministry or not Mm -hmm. equals you're called or not. Mm. So for me, I, I like to frame it more, um, that secondary one of like an invitation, cause that can be within your job or not. Like even if you work, you know, as a teacher, that doesn't mean you're not being called by Mm -hmm. God into things. And so framing it as an invitation for me has just kind of like helped work through the, the nuances of what that word has meant. Um, But we're all being invited into things by God, whether they're, you know, a a career or just like a simple um, conversation or challenge or opportunity. And so to frame it that way of like, what is God inviting me into in this day or in, you know, this season or Mm. in my life? Like there's a whole range of things that God is always inviting us into. Um, And so for me, that's been a, a better way to frame it because i think we put way too much emphasis on like the job that you're going to do mm-hmm. and less or not enough emphasis on um who god wants you to be mm. and you can you can do i mean i think sometimes like the job may matter but you can do things that are important to god in no matter what job you're in i think god cares more about inviting us into relationship with him or inviting mm. us into you know, righteousness or inviting us into like boldness or inviting us into, um, like these little different, like challenges of, um, growth or just like the progression of how he's working in our life or working through our life. And those things don't have to be tied to your, your job. Mm -hmm. So that's a really long winded way to say how I got into ministry. Yeah. (laughs) It was
0: basically, I didn't want
2: Mm -hmm. to, and then God told me I had (laughs) to,
0: (laughs) (laughs) thank you so much for saying that because as you're talking I think that is yeah that is one thing that I'm passionate about I think especially in seasons right Mm -hmm. like you are no less called or no less qualified or no less um yeah of a person because of the season of life that you're in and you can serve Jesus wherever you like we're actually called to that to be the hands and feet of Jesus wherever you are Mm -hmm. so thank you for articulating articulating. <laughs> that's ironic. <laughs> um, yeah. Calling in that way. Cause I think that's really helpful, especially as we ask those big questions of what am I going to do with my life? I think we, yeah, we, like you said, we kind of almost ask the wrong question mm-hmm. of, of who God wants me to be. That's that's important. Yeah. And it
2: gives you the, it takes away that option to opt out Yeah, of saying, you know, mm-hmm. well, I'm not, you know, I'm not called to be a missionary, yeah. so I can just, you know, live my life and do whatever. Mm-hmm. It's like, well, you know, you may not be, God may not be inviting you to go to Africa right now as a missionary, um, but he is certainly inviting you into something mm-hmm. um, and asking what that is, I think is just like a really, um, really cool way to discover
0: like things that God's
2: have. God mm-hmm. has for you, both big and small. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. It reminds me, our supervisor, Kevin, often says this prayer of God, how are you moving and how do you want me to join you in it? Mm. Um, whether it's in a specific situation, whether it's a season in life, but having that mindset that God actually goes before us and behind us and is with us. Mm-hmm. And yeah, he wants us to join him in what he's doing. Yeah. It's funny, actually.
2: So this is a, a bit of an aside, but I, <laughs> I have a... Um, like random list of things that I want to do before I'm 30. Yes. And being on a podcast is one of <gasps> them. Yes. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> so you guys help yes. me check something off the list. Amazing. Honored. But I've actually been – I was invited onto another podcast. I'm not going to name names here. Yeah, But it was a p- another podcast, and the episode specifically, the point of it was to recruit high school students into Bible college. And they wanted me to come on – And talk about what it means to be called into ministry to recruit students to go to Bible college. (laughs) Mm. So I had like the, you know, the preliminary call with them. And I was like, actually, like, I don't think being called means going to Bible college. And I'd like Mm. to talk about all the other things high school students can do and like Mm -hmm. discovering like who God made them to be and what Mm -hmm. God's calling them into. And they were like, thanks so much. (laughs) And I did not get invited Uh, to be on the podcast. Oh yeah. So Mm. yeah, just, uh, it's still a a work of like reframing how Mm. we think about ministry and what we think it means to be called. And it can be one of those like Christianese things where we make it something that it's not really Mm -hmm. supposed to be. And, Mm -hmm. um, yeah. So you don't have to go to Bible college to mm. be to
1: be called by God. That's not yeah. the only avenue. <laughs> yeah. It's like a flowchart. Do you? If yes, then yeah. Exactly. If no, then no. God mm. is much more complicated <laughs> than a flowchart. Uh, mm. in a good way though. I love yes. that word invitation yeah. that you use because it's an invitation. And sometimes it's big picture things, like mm-hmm. you said. Your job can be a pretty big picture thing, but it's like those daily invitations, those yeah. weekly invitations, and mm-hmm. yeah, that's funny. Uh, yeah. Jen and I also strayed from the path a little bit. So I think yeah. we like, thanks for saying
0: that. Yeah. So as you, and you kind of alluded to some of the things that you did that were helpful. Like I think what you mentioned your group of friends and having that community to, why can't I speak? <laughs> community. <laughs> you having that community to really rally is, alongside you as you kind of made these decisions and navigated the season of not yet. Um, so what did you find really helpful as you made decisions about the future specifically? I'm just thinking about people who are listening who are either in high school or a young adult graduating university or even middle, like, I mean, this is yeah, very, right. this topic- your whole life. yes, whole life. Yeah, yeah, but what were some of those things that you did that made it really helpful for you to make decisions about the future
2: yeah um I mean I have what I did but I don't know if that's necessarily helpful for everybody Mm, so like mm -hmm. take this advice with a grain of salt um I think first of all we have to take the pressure off of making the right decision Mm. in this specific scenario um I think um I think sometimes we get caught up in the idea that there is only one right way, one right path. And if we don't pick the exact right thing, then we're missing out on something that God has for us, yep. which is totally not true. Um, I mean, that being said, there is discernment and God is, you know, inviting us into things and um, we want to say yes to those things. But sometimes we get too caught up in trying to figure out what the right thing is that we mm. almost can get stuck in that say yes to anything. Mm-hmm. And God is gracious and kind. And if we say yes to the wrong thing, he's often going to come in and be like, Hey, come on back. Like, I'm really going to leave us hanging. Yeah. He's like kind of <laughs> missed it, but like, we'll circle mm-hmm. back. We'll try yeah. this again. Um, so I think letting go some of the pressure yeah. of making those decisions. Um, and then just like really um, figuring out how to discern the voice of God is mm. big. Um, and that comes by, you know, being you know familiar with God through prayer or reading your Bible or just like other spiritual disciplines, having people around you, whether, you know, friends that you trust or mentors that can help you pick that out. But it comes back to that idea of the invitation from God. And if you, um, I think that, that we made me think God is more complicated sometimes than he really is I mean he says like seek and you'll find like Mm. he's not like it's not a game of hide and seek where we have to go like looking in every closet and behind every door to try to find him he's like if you seek me you're gonna find me so I think if we're asking God like what are you inviting us into like help me hear from you like he's gonna not hide himself from us Mm -hmm.
1: so if I can flip it Yes. What were some unhelpful things either f- that you look back and think I wish I didn't do that that didn't really help me in the long run or maybe unhelpful things that other people said to you or did.
2: Yeah. I mean, looking back is weird because if I l- laid out my like my education and my jobs to somebody, they'd be like that's super random. Like <laughs> all of that was a waste and like you're here mm. in ministry now, it's so, like Don't worry. (laughs) But actually looking back, like I can see through all those really random things, like the things that God was teaching me about myself, Mm. about himself, about the world, about other people, about the skills that I had, the things that I was passionate about. So it's a, it's a winding road, but Mm -hmm. it it did lead me right to where I am in the right place in the time. Um, so yeah, looking back is, is funny. Um, but I think the most unhelpful thing, um, was, yeah, Just how like how being called was framed for me, um, that it's like an, an in or out thing or also like a one time only thing. Mm. It was like you get to decide, you know, at 16, 17, 18, like when you're applying to school, like, are you in or are you out? And like, that's it, um, mm. which I think is super unhelpful way to frame it, um, because obviously Bible college is not like the the ticket into being called. Um, not that, not that if you go to Bible college, you're not called, I don't want to hate on pastors Mm -mm. (laughs) and Mm -mm. Bible college students. Um, but it's just bigger than I think the boxes that we put it in sometimes. Mm -hmm. So it would have been helpful, um, for me, if somebody had kind of opened up those boxes and and given me more possibilities, I think.
0: Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So we're going to switch gears a little bit here. You are the international volunteer programs coordinator with YC Canada, which is amazing. And, um, yeah. So I would love to hear about your role and what that looks like and to tell us about Engage. Yeah.
2: Um, my role actually transitioned a lot bec- from when I first started. But when I first started, um, I was the Engage program coordinator. So directly running the Engage ministry. And that's still a big piece of my role now. Um, but Engage is Youth for Christ Canada's international volunteer program. It's for young adults ages 18 to 28, and it's a three to 12 month placement with a Youth for Christ ministry in another country. Um, So it's super, super cool. I love being able to um, come alongside these young adults as they serve. Um, Our big thing is this, this isn't really like our official mission statement, but it's kind of like our guideline. Like we want them to come out of the process um, in and an expanded view of how they think about themselves, others, and God. And those mm. are kind of like our key three things. Mm. It's less about, um, you know, the work you can do or the service you can do. Cause like you said, Jen, like it's more of a question of what is already happening here and how can I join it? Um, and that process of joining the work that God is doing in another country uh, yeah, our hope is that it changes how you how you see God, um, how you see yourself, and how you see others, which comes back to that idea of opening up the box of God mm. a little bit. And I think that that age, I mean, I sound so old saying this, but like yeah. the young adult <laughs> age <laughs> or that kind of like post high school, post university age where you're trying to figure out like that question of like, now, what do I do? um, having those boxes opened a bit with, with those experiences is, it's
0: just really cool to come
2: alongside them and see that process. Mm -hmm. Mm
0: -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's so cool. Mm -hmm. How has it been? Um, yeah. For you being a young adult walking alongside young adults in in your work. It's weird. Um, if
2: there is an aspect of it to which I'm like, how, like, how can I be in this position of like a mentor to Mm. my peers? Yeah. Um, And like specifically, like there was just um, a placement recently where we were the same age and like we both had like kind of equivalent life experiences and it was much more of like a peer-to-peer relationship where like she could have been like, you know, in my small group and like uh, guiding each other kind of through our experiences of Mm -hmm. faith and life. Um, So there is a little bit of like a a different relationship with each person. Mm -hmm. Um, But I feel like I'm just like picking up the life lessons that I'm learning and then like immediately passing them out because it's Mm -hmm. like, I don't have years and years of wisdom. Mm -hmm. It's like, here's this little snippet that I grabbed and like, I'm just going to quickly pass it on as, as quick as I can, because you're kind of right in the same spot that I was. And I'm like Mm -hmm. one year ahead. And so I'm going to try to pass on any wisdom that I've gleaned. Um, but definitely there is, um, there's so much other experience out there. So it has been like a a fun role in which I've also tried to like acquire as much experience Mm -hmm. and knowledge as I can Mm -hmm. to pass that on. But
0: yeah, Mm, that's (laughs) really cool. I think it's such a gift, right? There's an amazing gift and opportunity to learn from everybody. Mm -hmm. And so I think yeah, like your age, the season of life that you're in, the role that you're in. I think that's really cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um,
2: I've also learned so much from um, our host supervisors. Like the way we set it up, every engaged volunteer has two supervisors. Mm-hmm. So one is me back in Canada as part of the YFC team. And then they have somebody on the ground in the the YFC team that they're oh, becoming yeah. a part oh. of. And so usually I work pretty closely with that person, um, you know, in the, in the logistics of coordinating, you know, where they're going to stay, what their job is going to be like those logistics, um, but also in the mentorship process of of coaching that volunteer. And so Mm -hmm. working with those um, other supervisors, I've gained so much wisdom from them in terms of, um, even just ministry in different mm, contexts mm-hmm. has been so cool to, to glean from those experiences too. That's amazing. Mm-hmm.
0: I just think what amazing opportunity, like I, I, YFC is an international ministry and yeah, to be able to connect yeah. with people from across the world. And yeah, like it's the crazy. YFC family, oh, but the body of Christ. Yeah. A lot of so people cool. don't
2: realize how many, um, like how big YFC yeah. is. Like it's actually, I can't say this with like full certainty, but I'm pretty <laughs> sure it's the largest youth ministry organization mm. in the world. Mm. It's in, um, I think it's like 150 countries. Like it's, that's almost all the countries. Like yeah. it's in almost <laughs> every country. Wow. Um, like worldwide, I think like the staff, like, man, I wish I had these statistics for you, but I think it's like 10,000. Wow. But like, it's crazy to know that that mm-hmm. there are that many people um, doing Youth for Christ and that it actually this is again, something that amazes me. It kind of looks the same or it mm-hmm. doesn't, it doesn't look the same. Mm-hmm. It feels the same mm-hmm. that everybody has the same goal of, you know, seeing young people meet Christ and live fully in him. And that that goal is the same and that that creates like the same like culture and the same mm-hmm. like values and the same like purpose. And there's like a real shared like, friendship and unity mm, when, yeah. like, it's almost like a, like, not that I have experience in a sorority, but it's kind of like a sorority where you're <laughs> like, hey, like, <laughs> I know you, yeah. I know what you're about, yeah. like, we're in the same mm. thing, like, mm. there's already an existing relationship yeah. that bonds us just because of that connection, That's so awesome. it's cool, every, like, new country that I develop, like, a relationship with, or we start, um, like, looking at for an engaged placement, it's like, oh, yeah, like, we're on the same page you guys mm. are doing cool things for the youth in your community and mm-hmm. so that's cool to see too i literally uh, got shivers yeah, <laughs> I literally so cool. have shivers yeah. yeah you guys are under 28 when i go somewhere <laughs> 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 well, when i was reading
0: about it, i'm like ainsley and i could do that. <laughs> you know they just started
2: a podcast in ecuador
0: oh I think that's one of my most favorite things like this whole season we're highlighting YFC staff in mm-hmm. Canada but there is as we meet people who we don't know super well or we meet people we've never talked to before but they're recommended to us it's like yeah you nailed it yeah. it's like the ministries look different wherever you go
1: and yet that yeah the yeah, the feeling is the yeah, same, the, right? Like the, oh, it's so cool to hear just about the different things. And I mean, you've shared some of these things, but what have been the greatest joys and challenges in your ministry? Mm. Um, I'll start with the challenges. Um, logistics
2: mm, <laughs> is mm-hmm. a challenge. Mm. Um, I'm a problem solver naturally, and I think that really helps me in this role. But there's a lot of things where I'm just like, I am not there. Like I'm just shipping somebody off, and I'm like crossing my fingers and praying to Jesus that like it goes fine, mm. um, which it always does. Like Jesus has always come through, and host countries have always been so great. But there is an aspect to which, like visas, every mm. time a challenge. Like every yeah. single time, and every country is different. So mm-hmm. you can't be like, okay, I've nailed this. <laughs> right. Like yes. I've got to start all over again. Um. So those are that's like the biggest challenge. Is just like this logistics stuff. Um, But always like good challenges. I don't know.
0: Mm
2: -hmm. Um, But the thing I love the most is there is just this aspect to it, which I used to call myself a missionary matchmaker (laughs) because that's what it felt like. Mm. (laughs) But I realized that that just... That gives people an idea that is misleading. (laughs) I am not matchmaking missionaries to other missionaries, although that could be a really interesting ministry. (laughs) But the match between the volunteer and the the placement country and the team that they become Mm. a part of, like there is some special Holy Spirit magic matchmaking happening there. And that is the coolest part for me is to see those things come together. I always approach it like sometimes people have a very specific idea in mind. Of, you know, I want to go to this country and do this thing. I'm like, sure. Um, but something that is great about Engage, but like also really hard to wrap your mind around, is you can do anything anywhere. Mm. And that's like exciting but scary. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. But I really go into that into it with that approach when I'm meeting with prospective volunteers of like, you can do anything and go anywhere. If you could do anything, what would it be? Mm
0: -hmm. And let's
2: start there because why would you, why would you start anywhere else? Right? Like if you have an idea of what you're passionate about or, or ministries you're interested in or skills that you think you have, or even a place that like just kind of resonates with you, Mm -hmm. like, why are we going to talk about anything else other than those things? Mm -hmm. Like that's, let's do those things because Um, it comes back to that idea of like that list that I made of the things that just felt like, I call them like, they feel sticky, like Mm -hmm. the Holy Spirit just kind of makes them like sticky or they Mm -hmm. just stand out differently, Mm -hmm. um, for some reason. And we don't have to, you know, figure out the why, but if there are things that are like sticky, like let's start there. Mm -hmm. Um, so it, it can look different for every person, but we kind of start with like, you know. A, cu- a country or a ministry or an idea or a, even like a team dynamic sometimes. Mm. Um, and then f- finding the, the country, the placement ministry that is the right match and seeing those things like come together, like two perfect puzzle pieces. And you're mm-hmm. like, God is in this. Mm-hmm. And like, that's when I get the goosebumps. Cause yeah. I'm like, oh yeah, like that was good. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's my favorite part for sure. Mm. Mm-hmm. Oh, cool.
0: Yeah, I, <laughs> so cool. I got nothing else to say other than like, that's amazing. Yeah, so cool. It's really cool. Yeah. yeah. What have been the biggest lessons you've learned about yourself and God during your time serving at YFC? Oh my gosh, so many. Um, I think
2: the biggest lesson I've learned about God, and this has been really reiterated for me over this past year, is that God is just be- bigger and better than I think he is. Mm-hmm. Um, and both bigger and better. And I, th- I think that like, that i found that that has like no limit like i'm i keep discovering like more and more of god in like bigger and better ways and so that kind of comes back to this idea that we have for the volunteers like we want them to discover more about god and themselves and other people and that for me has been the exact same mm-hmm. thing of discovering more about god and discovering more about myself i think i've learned um I think this job was a better fit for me than I knew. Mm. Like I I did it because God was so loud of like, this is the thing you have to do it. Mm-hmm. And at that moment it was like, I can ignore this. But like, it was a, it was a real f- faith moment for me that moment actually, because mm-hmm. I had heard God speak so clearly. And so I knew if I say no to this or don't do it, like how am I ever going to listen to God like ever again in my life mm-hmm. or like how can I how can I even like have faith if in this moment where God's speaking clearly like I say no thank you like mm-hmm. I was like I can't like I I am mm-hmm. stuck in my faith so I have to say yes um and so that kind of like led me down this rabbit hole but it at that time I I said yes because I had to say yes um and I realized now looking back of like wow this job not only is it um, like a good fit for me, but I'm a good fit for it. Mm. And God has brought a lot of things out in me through this role and through the people that I've worked with. Like the the YFC team is incredible. Um, and those like relationships and those people and this like community has brought so much out of me. So yeah, I've learned a lot about myself and how I work mm. and the things that God has gifted me with. And that's been another really, really cool part of, of the Mm -hmm. process.
1: Oh, so (laughs) fun. Uh, Oh, I just love that. And it's interesting how learning more about you and how God's made you and learning about God and how those things just kind of grow simultaneously through the things that you're doing. And, oh, it's just cool. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And you're right.
2: God, like he has a sense of humor. Like he's just, Mm. he's like, Sneaky, but like not maliciously sneaky, but like, haha, ha, like gotcha. Yeah, like <laughs> over,
1: I can just picture him smirking at me, like totally. <laughs> like I have this image of like God,
2: the Holy Spirit, and Jesus, like three little schoolgirls just like sitting there and like giggling to themselves, <laughs> and they're <laughs> like, haha, look what we did, like. Uh, <laughs> What a joke. Mm. They're just like loving it, right? Because it's so good. Mm. But they're just like, yeah, nailed it.
0: Mm. (laughs) Yeah, not in a malicious way whatsoever, right? Yeah, yeah. Mm. Oh
1: my goodness, that's so awesome. Oh, well, I've loved this conversation. And we will ask our classic question, which is, what's the best piece of advice you've been given, which we ask everybody? Mm. But I'd love to know, what would be your sort of tidbit advice or words of wisdom to you know you can picture it as your younger self but to you know high school young adult students now
2: yeah I will tell you the best piece of advice that I've ever gotten and then how I've kind of like reframed it or learned it and now like the modified version I guess Mm -hmm. yeah the best piece of advice this was before this is like right out of university I was in like this super cool job I had like this amazing opportunity um and I was I was at an event surrounded by, like, all these, like, crazy leaders in, in the industry. And I was like, oh, my gosh, these people are amazing. Like, I just want to grow up and be like that. And, like, this is kind of my, my trajectory for my life is, like, being like these people. And so I was talking to one of them. And I was like, how do I be you? <laughs> like, essentially, that was the mm-hmm. question. It's like, what, do you, what advice do you have for me? How do I be you? And his advice was think of where you want to end up and work your way backwards. Mm. and I was, like, wow, like, that's really cool, like, that, that's it, Mm -hmm. and for me and my brain, like, how that works, and being a problem solver, I was, like, okay, you think about the end goal, and then you, like, problem solve your way back, you're, like, okay, if I'm gonna do this, then, like, three years before that, I need to do this, and then before that, I need to do this, and then to do this, I need those skills, so I need to do these things, and I need to, you can kind of, like, build your life backwards, Um, which is, which is great advice, I think in a lot of contexts. Um, but when applied to how God works, (laughs) Mm -hmm. it just (laughs) doesn't always work that clearly and we can plan our whole lives, whether backwards or frontwards and God kind of comes in and he's like, did you ask me? Mm -hmm. Um, or there are things I for sure seen this in my life. Where? How can we even know where we're going to end up? Because those things are still like hidden from us Mm -hmm. or they're things that we would never expect, never imagine in a million years. So we can imagine like a really cool endpoint for ourselves. But maybe what God has is way different or way more than what we could imagine. So it kind of comes back to that idea of like asking God, like, what are you inviting me to next? Mm-hmm. Where are you leading me to? And God really works like one breadcrumb at a time. Like yeah. he doesn't lay out the whole plan for you. It's like one breadcrumb at a time. Mm-hmm. Following those breadcrumbs that he gives you is is kind of um, like all you can do at that point. Mm-hmm. And, and I think it's a balance between, you know, you do have to, um, you can look at the long-term stuff and be like, you know, God's really gifted me in this area like what can I do to learn more or you know I really would love to like speak on stage one day like maybe I need to take like a a speech class or something Um, so there's still like lots of practical things you can do to help yourself like equip yourself with those those skills and experiences Mm -hmm. but Yeah, it's kind of like it's a it's a gamble because we can plan our lives as much as we want. And then God Mm -hmm. is like, surprise, I actually have something way better that you didn't even imagine. Mm -hmm. Um, So I think like trying to be as faithful to God in each stage is like the best piece of advice and to Mm -hmm. to relax a little bit. I don't know. I feel like there's so much pressure on like, again, this idea of figuring out what you're going to do, where you're going to be, where you're going to go. And to focus less on, um, what you're going to do and more on who you're going to be. I, I, one other piece of, this isn't like a piece of advice, but something that just like really changed my perspective. Mm. Right. When I started working for YFC, which in and of itself was like a whole switch of like the mindset of working in ministry, um, But Dave Brereton, who was the national director at that time, and I was, like, super intimidated (laughs) of him. He's, like, the big scary boss. Like, (laughs) yeah. Mm. Um, But we were at, like, a big team meeting all together, which is pretty rare for the national team. And I remember he said something that just, like, I was, like, oh, my gosh. Like, what? Mm. But he said, I care more about how you are than what you're doing. Mm. And he meant it. I was like, what boss says that to their team? Like, that's like, that's a horrible boss thing to do. <laughs> like, don't you want your team to be like productive and successful? was mm. like, I care more about like who you are and how you are than what you're doing. Mm. And I think God's the same way. Like God cares more about how we're doing and who we are growing into in our character than the, the job we're doing. Um, so I think that that is like the best advice that I have Mm -hmm. is, is sitting with God and like the, who I, who are you and how are you and letting God ask those questions and speak those answers Mm -hmm. versus, you know, trying to figure out what you're going to do with your life.
0: Mm
1: -hmm. So good. Oh, nailed it. Yes. (laughs) Oh, that is so encouraging. What a perfect way just to.
2: That was a good wrap up. It was actually
1: an amazing wrap up. We couldn't have asked for better. So, wow. Oh my goodness. Thank you so much for your words of wisdom and just your story. And, yeah behind. Thanks, all guys.
2: That. It's I'm so glad that I got to um, share that versus the other podcast that <laughs> 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 they were You're specifically in recruiting mode. <laughs> yeah.
0: Well it's our honor. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, the honor is ours to have you here. So mm-hmm. thank you for joining yeah, us. Yeah, thanks so much, guys. Mm-hmm. This has been great. Mm-hmm.
1: Thanks so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed it as much as we did. We have more amazing conversations like this coming out that you will not want to miss. So make sure you subscribe so you never miss a Monday episode. And if you want to follow us and get some more resources, you can find us on Instagram and Facebook at Just Work Friends. So until next time, happy Monday or Tuesday, whenever you happen to be listening. Bye bye.
0: <laughs> Just yawning over here. <laughs> Did I bore you? Have a great week. Oh, no, never.
1: <laughs>